Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 182 Focus on activities that compound your life. Everything else is just depleting you. Whether or not you understand the compound effect, I want to talk about it. Now, Darren Hardy had a book, has a book called The Compound Effect, and I'll explain his principle in this. But I want to talk about the compound effect in your life in general. The compound effect is basically the result of the choices and energy and attention you have and make towards anything consistently over time, whether consciously or subconsciously. In other words, everything that you are doing compounds over time through repetition. Do you like the choices you are making? Do you like the outcomes you are seeing? Do you like the results you are or aren't getting? Do you like the jobs that you seem to always have? Do you like the body? Do you like the finance situation? Do you like the Uh, friendships and relationship situation, all of the different things come from a series of decisions that you are making. And whether or not you like those choices is irrelevant because the choices will compound the results. So whatever results you keep seeing are a byproduct of the choices you are making. I didn't make this up. And all of you, like if we, if, if I'm bringing up stuff that you're like, ah, shit, I have to have that conversation with myself. Yes, you do. Look, we all do. Throughout my life, I have had to make different choices when I didn't like certain outcomes. And I didn't blame the people uh, who were actually also at fault. There was a lot of times that people, like, I I didn't necessarily do something. I remember when I lost all my contracts back in 2012 from all these businesses, there was politics involved with these companies. I actually made the money and they let me go. And instead of blaming them, which I would have technically had a right, I thought it to myself, okay, how do I make a different choice for my future so I don't end up in situations like this again? Right? So the compound effect, basically the way Darren Hardy uh, defined it, the compound effect is the principle of reaping huge rewards from a series of small, smart choices. This idea behind the compound effect is that small, consistent action over a long period of time has a greater payoff, has greater payoffs than intensely large but short changes. We live in a society that is constantly pushing instant gratification, but the people you admire who have ever really done anything had years and years and years of craftsmanship and mastery and long uh, days and, you know, um, figuring it out and uh, losses and wins and everything you can imagine in between. It's just that the world tends to celebrate once they've now, once the world now knows of that person. And so... You know, but ultimately, everything we see in our lives is a direct result of the choices, the daily actions and choices that we are making. And so I did an episode a while ago. First of all, I'm going to talk a little bit about James Clear from Atomic Habits. I'm going to, and he did a summary of, of Darren Hardy's book, and he had some good points in there. I have a, a couple other points I want to bring up, including, you know, there was an episode that I, I had done on this podcast about can you make a decision, one decision that makes a thousand? 
instead of just doing things aimlessly and just doing things like one-offs and unconsciously all the time and not really present and just kind of running on these habits that you have, whether you realize you, you do or you don't, can you start to think, if I do this one thing, will it help out a, a, you know, a thousand other things potentially? If I make this one good decision, well, if I go to sleep early, I will have more rest. If I have more rest, I'll have more energy. If I have more energy, uh, I will also you know, be able to use my creativity more. If I'm able to use my creativity more, I could probably do more stuff in less time. If I have more, do more stuff in less time, uh, I end up uh, still making sure that I can uh, have a life. And if I have a life, I can also make sure I can still get to bed earlier and get more sleep. And thus, you have one decision that's making thousands of others. That's can you make one decision that makes a thousand others? Or do you make a one off and say, oh, well, I only feel like going out tonight to like this bar and I don't really want to do this, but I'm going to. OK, cool. Let's analyze that. So you go out to the bar. You stay out late. You get home late. You sleep. You don't get enough sleep. You're groggy in the morning. Um, you know, it affects your rhythm the next day. It affects your output of your work, your creativity, your mindset. Maybe you, you know, get a little like upset or anything like that, whatever it might be, right? One decision affected a thousand others. So ask yourself before you do anything, what could be the byproduct of the decision that you are making? And that's just, that was just going out to a bar or going to sleep early. What about, you know, uh, a relationship, a friendship, a business partnership, a job? What you put in your mouth, like, right, your, your, what you eat, right? All these decisions. Does eating something bad affect how your body will feel, affect your sleep, affect uh, how you do your work the next day? Everything affects, everything compounds. And I love the compound effect overall because the compound effect can be found in everything, in anything, especially your work and your mission and your passion. Believe me, eventually you break through. And I'm going to talk about one of those things that, uh, that James Clear brought up from doing a summary on uh, Darren Hardy's book. So um, James Clear, who wrote Atomic Habits, and I think I've talked about that before. By the way, all these books are in the recommended reading list. Click the link in the show notes. There's a recommended reading list. You'll see James Clear, Atomic Habits, Darren Hardy um, uh, for the compound effect, and a few other books in there. So James Clear said, the compound effect is the strategy of reaping huge uh, rewards from small, seemingly insignificant actions. You cannot improve something until you measure it. Always take 100% responsibility for everything that happens to you. And yes, I will add to that. Sometimes things that happen to you while you didn't initiate any kind of bad behavior, but maybe somebody fired you for no reason, maybe somebody, uh, you know, uh, just... You know, again, like I, I dealt with all those contracts. I, I, I gotten let go from all my contracts and I made all those people money. I actually did a really great job, right? But I took 100% responsibility, meaning like, oh, I should have had a different, this different in my contracts. Oh, I should have managed this expectation differently up front. Oh, I, you know, should know automatically that this is how um, people in, you know, this type of environment might behave. How can I be on the lookout for that next time? So it doesn't matter what other people do to you and you won't take it personal because you'll always be thinking about how do I improve a situation and mitigate it for the future so I don't have to go through that again or at least it's substantially less. 
So then James James Clear basically said, "I can." That's that was his three sentence summary of the book. But then he had a couple other really key takeaways I wanted to bring up to you. Uh, here's one of them. He said, "Success is doing a half a dozen things really well, repeated five thousand times." So like I said, can you do? Can you make one decision that makes a thousand, or can you do one thing really well that happens to um, be replicated and used in a multitude of different ways? And the reason, I mean, obviously I'm pairing two things together that may not be normally associated with each other, but what he's talking about, in my opinion, success is doing half a dozen things really well, repeated 5,000 times. If you don't go too wide on too many things, yes, the niche is you, but what you want to focus your time and energy and attention on can be in niche areas. So meaning you have multiple interests, but within different interests, maybe there's very specific things you want to master or pay attention to or um, really give more energy and attention to. And if you can do them very, very well, and you can repeat them over and over and over again, they will bring vast rewards in a multitude of different ways. You know, people keep coming back to me for very specific things because I do certain things very well. So, and then I prove it through my results and then they go, okay, I want to be able to do the same thing. Right. But that comes from me constantly doing my stuff over and over and over and over and over again. And I love doing it. He, uh, another point he brought up small choices plus consistency plus time equals significant results. And that's what we're talking about here. Everybody wants to change something drastically right away, especially coming up on a new year. Everyone's like, oh, I'll start in the new year. I say you start this exact minute. And then they say, oh, well, uh, this is the body I want. Or this is the, the money I want to make. Start with the first dollar. Start with the first day in the gym and the first pound. Small choices. If you can figure out how you mastered that, you know, 1% of body fat or that one pound or whatever it might be, if you can figure that out, then you can start to really optimize it from there. So you take a small choice, repeated over time, and then you can say, all right, how do I have this keep working for me? Versus always looking to the end and never being satisfied until you're there and not even recognizing that you're in the journey and you're making progress. The next thing he said that he brought up, I mean, he has like hundreds of points in there. I only pulled out a few choices at the center of all success and failure. It is what we choose that makes the biggest difference. Too often we sleepwalk through our choices. We default to choices that our society and culture tells us we should do. You already know how I feel about this one. That's the whole basis of the niche is you. Don't default to society or culture to tell you what to do. They don't even really know what they're doing. A lot of times they're just kind of regurgitating things that, you know, that could be, they could be good perspectives, but often at times it could be their own things that they're trying to work through. And even then, um, don't use group think, use independent thinking. And you can't just rely on defaulting to, well, if society says this is the thing to do, then you should do it. No. <laughs> you have a very unique path. You are one unique soul. You are one of one. You have to understand that you are one of one. So you have to figure out the choices that are best aligned with what you're here to do. And if you're asking yourself, well, I don't know what I'm here to do. That's part of what you have to figure out and make it fun. Experiment. Try different things. Get to know yourself. And then he, he followed up with that last point. It's not big choices, but ones that you think don't matter or count from much that derail us. It's not big choices, 
but ones that you think don't matter or count for much that derail us. You don't consciously think about it, but these small decisions can really change things. Again, what you eat, what time you go into bed, um, you know, or maybe it's like, what are you putting in your body? I, I'm very big on organic ingredients, even down to like my toothpaste is really good and doesn't have any chemicals in it. All these little things are paying off over time. That's the compound effect. And I love it. He says, all winners are trackers. You cannot improve something until you measure it. How am I feeling? Well, my body feels pretty good. Okay, I might want to keep doing this. Oh, I seem to be like gaining in muscle mass and losing fat. This seems to be working. Oh, I'm not doing it enough or I'm not, I'm not losing enough uh, body fat percentage. Okay, what do I need to change? It doesn't, it doesn't have to be lame. This is your life. You are creating a life by design, not by default. So all you're doing is just checking in with yourself. This feels good. Uh, let me rephrase that because sometimes you're probably thinking, well, I don't want to get up early and go to the gym or something like that. But, Or I don't want to sit down and just go over my finances or whatever. More so feeling like good, like, oh, wow, my body feels good from doing the workout. Oh, wow, I feel a little bit more in control of my money by looking at what I have to do and doing it. Tracking it shouldn't be lame or something that you're like, oh, this is like, this sucks. I don't want to do this. It should be like enthusiastic. Oh, I, I understand what's going on in my life and I'm able to like make moves and do things differently. Lighten the load and the guilt that you sometimes put on yourself, which we can all do from, oh my God, how did I get into this mess? Or, oh my God, how did all this happen? Let's just start digging out. Let's just start digging our way out. Okay. Uh, he also said, what you appreciate, appreciates. I love that. What you appreciate, what you are grateful for, goes up in value. Next one is momentum is huge. So there's, there's a few things about hum uh, momentum. Momentum is huge. Objects in motion tend to stay in motion. The hardest part of momentum is the beginning. But like pushing the merry-go-round on the playground, once you get moving, you can keep going very easily. With momentum, you can continue succeeding with less work. It's easy to keep things running once you have momentum. What he's talking about too, and this is why I also preach systems a lot of times. Everybody wants something to happen all at once. And I'm like, is that even sustaining? If you practice the steps along the way and put the systems into place and you're putting in the repetitions of your work, once it starts to pick up momentum, He's basically saying like, you can keep that going simply from doing the things that you're doing very, very well already that you've been doing. Just don't stop so long as you like doing them. But, but he also says that it'll take less work because you've been already practicing it and doing it for so long. I can do some of my, my uh, podcast episodes and some of my posts online in fractions of time, literally, like in fractions of time. I can, I, I've organized my creativity in such a manner too, that I know how to take down what's in my head and like a thought that comes across and how I can instantly put it into some sort of a framework that I can then understand more about that particular interest and then how I can expand on it from there. I literally, that's one of the, the master class I made was literally is all around that. The whole first half is around like, how do we take our creativity and compound it? and organize it and group it all together, even if it's across multiple interests, but then how do we organize it enough to also turn it into content? 
which I also like to call art. And then how do we scale it, right? But the point being is that by being in the game of the, putting in the repetitions, once momentum kicks in, now it's just, you're just showing up to the gym. You're just, you're just showing up to do the things that you've been doing. And it takes uh, a little less work because um, it's less of a strain. You've been doing it. So a couple of, of points I want to close out here about compounding. Uh, one is I, I saw Zach Pogrub um, online post. If it compounds, don't worry about how you start. Worry about starting now. Don't wait to get in the game. Just do the thing. And it'll show you whether or not what to do next. If it's a stagnant step that just never seems to really like do more, can you change it and optimize it in a way that helps? But either way, even doing the step is compounding. It's, it's, it's something that a lot of people say, like, oh, well, I don't know how I'll get there. I don't know how to get there. All of us don't know, but we do once we're in the game. The compound effect starts the moment we're in the game and we're repeating something over and over and over and over again. That's why I often uh, promote, can you love on something? Like, what is really in your calling? Because when it's really in your calling and in your in, in an almost in a soulful mission, it's different. You don't You don't quit from it so easily. You may want to like every day, but you're like, mm, there's something in you that's just like, I got to keep doing this. And and uh, by the way, you'll know this when like, no matter how many times you all have something like this in your life, by the way, whether you realize it or not, because no matter how many times you've either uh, said, I'm not going to ever do that again or uh, something good in your life, by the way, but um, you're, you're, you're not going to come back to that thing ever again or, or um, maybe it's like, uh, no matter how many times you've fallen from it, something keeps drawing you back into it. Yeah, because it's probably something you have to master that's specifically for your path. If it compounds, don't worry about how you start. You just need to worry about starting now, like immediately. And the uh, second thing, okay, the second thing is, and I'm going to read this. Uh, we've still got a little bit of time here, but I was reading in the... Uh, creative act, a way of being from Rick Rubin. And I also put that in the uh, recommended reading list in the show notes. And there's a section called habits. I want to read this to you. The first thing I would show players at our initial day of training was how to make a little extra time putting on their shoes and socks properly. Sorry, take a little extra time. The most important part of your equipment is your shoes and socks. You play on a hard floor. So you must have shoes that fit right and you must not permit your socks to have wrinkles around the little toe where you generally get blisters or around the heels. I showed my players how I wanted them to do it. Hold up the sock, work it around the little toe area and the heel area so that there are no wrinkles. Smooth it out good, then hold the sock up while you put the shoe on. And the shoe must spread apart, not just pulled on the top laces. You tighten it up snugly by each eyelet. Then you tie it. And then you double tie it so you won't come un so it won't come undone because I don't want shoes coming untied during practice or during the game. I don't want that to happen. That's just a little detail that coaches must take advantage of because it's the little details that make the big things come around. Then, uh, so that was a quote uh, from John Wooden. So uh, Rick Rubin says, the sentiments above are John Wooden's, the most successful coach in the history of college basketball. You gotta look him up if you don't know who that is. His team has won more consecutive games and championships than any other team in history. 
It must have been frustrating for these elite athletes who wanted to get on the court and show what they could do to arrive at practice for the first time with the legendary coach only to hear him say, today we will learn to tie our shoes. The point Wooden was making was that creating effective habits down to the smallest detail is what makes the difference between winning and losing games. Each habit might seem small, but added together, they have an exponential effect on performance. Do you understand? You see where the compound effect came in? Just one habit at the top of any field can be enough to give an edge over the competition. Wooden considered every aspect of the game where an issue might arise and trained his players for each one repeatedly until they became habits. The goal was immaculate performance. Wooden often said the only person you've ever, you're ever competing against is yourself. The rest is out of your control. This way of thinking applies to the creative life just as well. For both the artist and the athlete, the details matter, whether the players recognize their importance or not. Good habits create good art. The way we do anything is the way we do everything. Treat each, each choice you make, each action you take, each word you speak with skillful care. The goal is to live your life in the service of art. Right? Um, and then I'm not going to keep going because we're going to run over time here and I try to keep these short, but he then starts to talk about consider establishing a consistent framework around your creative process. It is often the case that the more, uh, the more set in your personal regimen, the more freedom you have within that st structure to express yourself. Does this sound familiar? What I say, more discipline is freedom that the more I actually make time for my art, for my creativity, for my writing, the more I have to do it. I don't wait for it to come through me. Well, when I feel like it. Well, when inspiration strikes, I make inspiration strike every single day and I love it. And more is pouring out every day. It's like a muscle. So I'm going to leave it at that because I don't want to keep reading the book, but you can get that book also the recommended reading list, but that's the compound effect. Even, even, even Rick Rubin, legendary music producer and artist, like he's even saying, even in art, it compounds creativity compounds you can compound anything you want that you give good attention and choice to and on that i'm going to let you guys go i appreciate you tuning in to every single episode focus on activities that compound your life your relationships your creativity your art your finances your health god your soul family everything good for you everything else is just depleting you any activities that aren't compounding i should say because we all know people can do that and it can also be family so anywho uh, i love my family <laughs> but you get what i'm saying i appreciate you guys for tuning in to every single episode thank you as always please leave a written review and five-star rating on apple please leave a five-star rating on spotify it helps expand the awareness of the show we've got a lot of new subscribers so i appreciate all of you newer folks especially since uh growing substantially online lately i appreciate you guys thank you for tuning in please continue to do so and subscribe and until next episode i'm out all right that's it we'll stop there for right now i hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way i want you to remember you do not need to fit in and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box the niche is you it always has been Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.